Welcome everyone. Day 18 of 21 days and we're doing a live Facebook event and we're discussing the belief in lack creates suffering. Hello everyone. Let's see if I get some feedback about the sound and if it's okay. So while I get that feedback, hello, good day, Laurie. While I get some feedback and wait for everyone to come on board, yesterday was a great, great example of how we can get lost in words by answering questions that come from the mind. So what I'd like to point out is that the only question I invite you to ask, the only a question, the only question that I invite you to ask is who am I currently believing to be? What belief do I currently think all the time? That is your main, main priority. Why is that your main priority? Because only asking that question by sensing what enough, not enoughness you are feeling, that is your point of diving into the darkness. In the sense you want to know what belief is currently active so then you can identify the character that is being played out. So then you, in meditation, can include the feeling. You can include the feeling that the character is perceiving is missing. For example, I believe I'm not enough. I'm not important enough. Can you see this? I believe I am not important enough is a label that the mind is describing. That is not you. But what information does this beautiful description that the mind has expressed? It is now showing you, giving you direction. The map is not the territory, but it is giving you direction to where to feel the inclusion of I am important. Now, as the character, if you're going to think this through, I am important feels like another trigger. It's going to say, no, I am not important and I have proof. Look at this, look at that, look at that. So this is why it's important that the state of being that discovers the problem, that sees I am not important enough, is not the same state of being that will allow the inclusion. For you are not that. You are the included part. You are the part that says, I am important. You are the feeling of home already. Have you ever heard of that quote? You are that which you seek. You are seeking. You are seeking the feeling of importance. But if you're seeking it as the character, you will not find. For the character is designed to define where you're currently looking from, which platform, which vibrational platform. And a friend of mine was uh, kind enough to send me the names of all the frequencies which I've um, modified 
to fit in my little poster thing. So you can actually see, not that names or um, little squigglies is going to help much, but it might just ease the mind to just notice there is a difference. When you're medita meditating, there is some difference. The theta and the alpha and the delta and the beta, you're all in different states of being from where the main difference is when we're meditating. When you're meditating, there is no character. You are not focused. There is no focus on a separate identity that the mind will create the image. So that is the fundamental difference. The fundamental difference is that you're not the character all the time and you have where to go in order not to be focused on the character. The character is simply there to identify a temporary not enoughness. So then you do have a map. You do have a map to where to focus to in order to have a completely different experience. But the whole point of this 3D time-space reality is for you to actually become aware of who you are. Awareness wants to become aware of itself. And everything that is disturbing this obviousness is just question after question after question because the mind just wants to keep describing the information that's being delivered. And then what happens there? And what happens if I do this? And then what happens here? It's just like it just wants more information so then it can describe and define and categorize things even more neatly. Because now you've given it more things, and now it needs to know where it has to go. Which pigeonhole does this go into? How am I going to? That's what understanding, the thrive to understand, is because now you've given the, the mind so many more concepts and things and words. It just needs, to, where does this go into my line of thinking? Where does this go? Which little category can I do? I put the red box and the blue box and the yellow box. Where does it go? And these are all, bless you, you're all asking these lovely questions, but they're not going to help. I am not the answer to the question. You are the answer to the question. The question, who am I believing to be? What am I currently believing is true? Because it is going to feel very, very true. I'm not enough. I don't have enough. I'm not successful enough. I'm not important enough. Why? This happened to me in the past. I have memories of it. It made me feel awful. Right? So whatever your perception is, whether you're looking at the past or you're looking at the future, I think that was another question that someone asked me. What about memories? Well, you're, you're, you're looking at it now. And the image that will pop up is a version of you that you're a little girl or you're a little boy or you're in your teens or somewhere there will be an image and it'll say, this is a memory. And guess what? The mind has categorized it in a little box called past and it's put it there and it's, you know, labeled memory. What about memories? Memories are just thoughts being thought now. Can you think in any other moment? There is no other moment but now. Can you think it in 10 minutes' time? When 10 minutes arrives, well, now. Can you think it yesterday? 
you're thinking about yesterday now. So what about memories? Memories is just another label to thoughts. The past is another label to now. It's just labels, future label. And then you have an image of what you think the mind is describing will happen. And there's a label, this will happen in the future. It's just another label. There is no past and future. They're all labels. Memory is a label. And with every label, remember, every description comes an image. And you say, no, 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 it's not now. It was in the past. Yes, but you've taken it from the box with the label past. And you're thinking it now. You've focused on it now. Now, 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 now. I really want to give you this clarity of whatever you're focused on, you're only focusing now. Now is the only portal into this 3D uh, time-space reality. Now is the only window here. There are no other windows that you sort of go into the past. If you close your eyes and think about the past, you're doing it now. It's thinking. Thinking. What is thinking? Describing. What is it describing? Beliefs. What is a belief? It's a perception. And what does it create? Descriptions and categorizes and an image. It creates an image of the separate identity. And this is why I really wanted to find simple, clear, simple, clear words. And you say, I can't possibly know all the answers to all my dilemmas and all my pain through these videos, Raph. This is just way too easy. And it's for free. Yes, 20 hours of information just flowing to you from from there, guiding you, looking at you. But then the mind says something this valuable cannot be free. Hence, that's why in my one-on-ones, I charge big time. That's the only way you're going to really appreciate it and, and let it render. Because whatever is free, it's like, oh, I can't possibly just change my life around and become realized, realize the truth through a free video on live, Facebook Live. That's possible, impossible. That's just another thought of your sense of worthiness. I'm not worthy of such truth to just flow to me for free when I just switch on my computer and here it is. And that's how we've come to give such significance to a piece of paper that we call money or why we've actually rated good experiences from bad experiences or information that is valuable, not valuable, insightful, not insightful. Oh, it's on Instagram. Oh, it's on here. No, it needs to be presented in a nice, colorful box, in a nice, professional website, and it needs to have this, and it needs to have that. That's why we all get sort of lost while delivering this information. I just thought, no, let's just click the button and just go live. It is staring at you in the face. And I did I did just, you know, contemplate the idea, should I just answer questions and let them ask questions? But really, it just derailed me off into the bushes with you all. The difference between a need and a desire, that's what came out. Well, what if I desire a lot of money? That's not a desire. 
That is not a desire. That is not a true desire. You, the question that you want is a desire. The true desire is that when you believe to be, I'm not enough, there's a desire that springs forth without even being thought. There are, a desire is not thought into being. A need is. And, and we've used words, I have this desire to have millions and millions of dollars. What are you really saying? I'm perceiving I don't have them. What are you implying? I'm implying I just, I currently don't have them. Which means? Well, I don't have enough money. Which means? I'm not enough. I'm not important enough. I'm not worthy enough to have them. So you, you sort of got to get down to the the ultimate belief. So now that you've discovered I'm not enough, which form of not enough, now you can see this is the character that's playing out. I don't have enough. And it's been formulating questions after questions. How do I make money? How do I make money? How do I feel more important? Oh, let's strategize. If I do that and then I do that and then I say that and then I write that, they will think I'm important. What if I have a nice snazzy looking website, then they'll think I'm professional. And if I'm professional, I'm important. And that's how we distinguish these things. Are you being professional? If I just show up in my nightgown and my hair all fizzy just you know, got out of bed and have this conversation, the mind is now going to define and describe, uh-uh, she's unprofessional, not listening to this. It will just sort of so now I have to find ways to deliver this nicely, you know, with little diagrams and cute things to just allow myself to be just past the mind where you will accept, you'll have a permission slip to accept. Let me just sit here for a minute and allow myself to hear what is being said. Because I'm not talking to the mind. I'm not talking to your mind. I'm not talking to your character. These words are trying to get through to you. And if you are just alert without trying to formulate question after question after question, the question after question after question that comes to you, that you're engaged with, you're focused on, is disturbing you from actually hearing what can resonate right here, right now. And this is why I took a week, more than a week now, on describing the characteristics, the qualities of the mind, so you can become aware there's chatter. That's a thought. I'm not important enough. That's a thought. Tis not I. Tis not I. That's exactly how it felt to me when I when it came to me. It was like, can it be that simple? And and the more I became familiar, the more I trusted, yes. And then I just owned it. And then what? Went deeper. I woke up every morning knowing that is the way I, I want to feel. So I'll meditate before I do anything. We sit down and meditate. And I'll tell you to what degree that your words are basically futile and what is really speaking into this world are feelings. I'll give you a nice fresh example. What is really being transmitted? You know when someone sort of sees someone sad sitting there and say, what's wrong? And the words come out, no, nothing. But you can feel, right? To what extent? This, the feeling that you're feeling, is what is communicating. 
But because we believe we're not telepathic, we just say, oh, I got that wrong. She said she's fine. She said she's fine. And when, you, when you're just like, look, you know, that's what she said. But no one pays attention to how this person is feeling. Like when a couple have an argument and she says, go away, leave me, never call me back. And then after a while she says, why didn't you call me back? And he says, because you said not to call me back. But what she was really feeling is, you know, give me attention. Make me feel important. You see, what is said has no, has no weight, has no, it's how you're feeling. And the interesting thing, it happened yesterday, and Marie and I went for lunch. And I know that in Malta, they don't have, they don't import ginger beer. We've been looking for it all over, and we really enjoy drinking ginger beer. And she had just come back from the United States. And the waiter asked us, what would you like to drink? And my mind immediately said, Marie's favorite drink's not here. You're going to have to just order a ginger ale. So out of my mouth just came out ginger ale. But what I was really feeling is that I wanted to order ginger beer because I know Marie and I really like it. Hold and behold, what did the waiter bring? Two bottles of ginger beer. Because that was the dominant feeling that was being felt. That was the only feeling that was being felt. The words came out ginger ale, but we got ginger beer because that's exactly what I really wanted, you know. And I was a grateful surprise because, you know, we've been, we have, we've been absent for about two or three months here, so I wasn't aware that it's arrived. But to that degree, and noticing that, noticing the way I was feeling and what was coming out of the mind was being noticed. And I didn't say anything like, oh, do you have ginger beer? I just said ginger ale. But what I was feeling was ginger beer, and that's exactly what came to the table. Did I say to him, no, you misunderstood? That's exactly what I wanted. He heard me loud and clear. He didn't hear my words. Those are irrelevant, what you say. Ultimately, it's how you're feeling. So if you are currently believing, I am not important enough, or some form of not enoughness, and the character has been imagined for you it doesn't matter what you look like and what you're saying ultimately it's how you're feeling and when you believe to be the character what will you be feeling some form of lack it's a feeling what does it what does the feeling mean it's an indicator what is it indicator it's indicating what experience you're currently living out you're living out not enoughness of some sort so then, what am I lost forever? No, darling, you're not lost forever. Now, you sit down and you ask yourself the question, what am I currently believing is true? Because a belief is always going to feel true to the character because character, belief, perception, truth is one in the same. It's a little package that comes in the same. A belief feels true. How do I change a belief? No, you don't, darling. You don't. You don't change beliefs because the belief is the character you're currently playing. Well, if you don't want to be this character, it's not the right question. The right question is, who are you if you can see that this is a character? Why would you want to change a belief? Isn't it the insight of saying, oh my God, this is a character? Really? Isn't me? Why does the... 
Why is the first question that comes out, how do I change this belief? Because it's coming from the character that wants to keep improving itself. The character will ask questions like, how do I change a belief? How do I make more money? Um, how do I feel more important? And then you'll strategize different endeavors on how to accomplish all of that. Because you're just running after this carrot in front of you and you're just trying so hard to get it. And every move you make, it makes it the same. It is spinning around in circles, darling. Spinning, 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 spinning. All your questions. All your questions. And yesterday I was talking to Kelly. I don't know if you know, uh, most of you know who Kelly Sorensen. She's my, she's my buddy buddy. Um, so we're talking. I'm just like, oh my God, these questions are just putting me off into different directions. This is not what I want to be talking about. She says, I know. No, that video you did yesterday was appalling. <laughs> and God forbid it is. It's right. I mean, I do want to satisfy all your curiosity, but you can do that in the intimacy of your own mind, you know, hypothesizing. The main point is, who am I? If I'm not the character and I'm not the belief, and this young lady is just, you know, describing it perfectly, you know, what is the belief? What is the perspective? What the, how the mind operates? The qualities of the mind will only define, describe, label, categorize. And that's why all this information, it is trying to do something with it. Where does this go? She said the mind defines. Let's put it in here. And then the language. Oh, I desire. I desire. I desire a lover. Where is my lover? Where's my money? Why didn't I get that promotion? Why didn't you say hello to me? Why didn't I get invited to that party? All these questions are because that's the character that's playing out. And then what is the character? A belief. And what is a belief? It's truth to the character. It's one package. A belief is something you can believe in effortlessly. If you have a belief, I'm not enough, it's true. It's true to the character. Are you the character? No. What's the question? Then who am I? Who am I? I heard this one expression. Is someone that didn't really do, probably, I mean, has been um, investigating. He says, when my mind draws a knife, I draw a gun. Meaning that in his expression is that he's not going to let the mind take him on. But the beauty is that instead of fighting it, you know, that's the thing that came to me. Oh, he draws a knife, I draw a gun. Instead of just doing that, just notice, keep noticing what it's saying. And from there, in meditation, the noticing is highlighted. That's where you fall back on all the time, is that in meditation, you've just had this beautiful experience. And what is an experience? What is an experience? An experience is only known through the three elements of definitions. There's an imagery and there's emotions. And if there's no emotions, you actually are not really, can't say you've had an experience if there's nothing there. 
if you don't have an indication of what's being played out. So what's the difference between your reality and a dream? Or what's the difference between your reality, a dream, and a memory? They're just labeled different. It's exactly the same thing. Oh, no, this is reality. I can't fly. But then you're in your dreams, and all of a sudden, you're flying. Or you're seeing things from a hawk's eye. I was a bird last night. I was a bird. Because who you are is consciousness. It is that that I cannot be seen and pointed to. You are the noticing, the awareness. Remember the body and the mind is part of the painting, is in the experience. And we spend 24 hours in gripped in this perception, this is who I am. You can see the little image. Yes, I am this tall, I am that, I am this. And that's why it doesn't make any sense. When you define yourself, you keep saying, I am a, I am a woman. That's a label. I am Italian. That's a label. I am a woman. Is that who I am? No. I am the awareness of the label. I am Italian. Is that who I am? No. It's a label. Who am I? I am the awareness of that label. And all these little pretty labels, I am a woman, I am Italian, I am 46, I am this, I am the partner of that, I am the, the daughter of so-and-so, are all labels. Why? Because they are a string of words strung together and defining, defining. And what defines the mind? Who's the mind? Character. And we're back to square one again. And let's circle around and around and around and around we go. So I've never defined myself. Like even when people try and define their their gender and their sexuality and where they came from, and I'm Asian, I'm Italian, I'm Afro American, I have this, you don't have that. All labels. And what are we doing? We're all creating separation. Oh, you're black, you go over there. You're white, you go over there. I know. I was brought up in South Africa during the apartheid, darling. I've seen the madness. I was there. Buses, whites only. So my dear nanny, which I loved so much, her name was Eunice, because mum and dad were always working. She'd bring me to the bus stop, and I was a little girl, you know. You don't put little girls on a buses and off she goes. Well, she was black. She couldn't get on the bus with me and take me to school as much as she would have liked it. So I had to go off on my own. And I just didn't get, why are you doing this to me? Because we've defined and classified, and that's what the mind does. It categorizes. You don't look like that, you go over there. You don't look like that, you can't do that. It was madness to me. It just didn't make any sense. Because from the eyes of a six-year-old, there are no definitions. There is no identification with a character and a mind. It just doesn't look and see, this is who I am and we're all the same. I didn't see these differences. I just felt how they felt. And all I kept feeling by focusing on them, that's, and that's why when you decide to focus on something, that's what you're going to be feeling. 
So where am I focused while I'm talking to you? Here. I'm focused within me in order to be able to transmit this. Marie and I went for a beautiful walk this morning. As you all know, we live on the island of Malta. And it was a beautiful sunny day and everyone's out just, you know, on the promenade, looking at the sea. And nothing was said. We didn't say a word for an hour. Why? Because when you are present, you can feel everything. There is no need to subtitle. That's what I call them now. Subtitle everything. Look at that. That's lovely. She can feel it because we are tuned in. I can feel what she's feeling. She can feel what I'm feeling. There are no need for words. An hour, we didn't say a word. And all of a sudden, we both headed towards the car. And we looked at each other and we both said, I'm hungry. <laughs> and off we came. It was just like, you don't really need to say anything. There is no need to say anything. When the mind wants to camouflage what you're feeling, you'll say, I'm fine, when in fact you're crying inside and you're sad because you're believing to be this character. But these 20 hours of videos that I've been putting up are way, 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 way too many words. Hence the repetitions. <laughs> Can it be that simple, darlings? Can it be that simple? Decide. It's really, you don't need too many questions. Everything that you are perceiving in your reality are made up of words strung together by an invisible thread. There are labels. I am this, I am that, he said this, he said that. Too many words, but they're all in the same category of labels. And the more you define and describe, a more precise and specific image will appear because that's what the mind does. We're discussing the belief in lack creates suffering. When we do a 21 series of the beauty of describing awareness and what is seen, the love, the compassion, the understanding. By seeing awareness in everyone and in everything, the inclusion, then these words will be different. But now we're defining and describing what you currently believe is missing, the not enoughness, not enough, not enough. Get to the not enoughness. What not enoughness are you believing to be? What character? And see it. How? When? Where? Meditate. Why? Because only in meditation can your frequencies change. From there can you see. From there can you imagine. And what are you imagining? The inclusion of that which the mind perceived was lacking. I'm not enough. The other side of the coin. I am enough. <gasps> I found it. I found it. Go sit. Now include enoughness. I am enough within you. Include it. And familiarize yourself. Familiarize yourself with this high speed now. 
And that's the dance. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. I live out an experience. I see the character. I identify the not enoughness. I sit down in meditation. I include the enoughness. And now I bring myself up to speed. And now I go out in the world from that new standpoint and have other experiences. Your focus will fall upon other things. Your focus, something will grab your attention and other things will fall on it. And now from that standpoint, another creator, another creation, another identifying, another desire will spring forth and you will perceive some form of not enoughness. And the not enoughness can go to different degrees. Like the billionaire, Elon Musk, you know, for him, 43 billion was not enough. He wanted to go to space. You see how we keep creating? 43 billion was not enough. He needed to really feel, I am what the creator of this endeavor the creator of the spacex the creator of tesla that's who he really really wanted to be he wanted to believe and that's why everyone says believe in yourself believe in yourself which self are we referring to language has diverted us too many questions, and the mind just says, where do I put this? Where do I put this? And that's what your other questions are all about. You said this, where do I put it? So let me formulate. What do I do with this? What do I, I can't even remember the questions from yesterday, but this is where I just wanted to sort of draw your attention back, that all your questions are coming from the mind because it doesn't know where to put that piece of information. Where do we just pigeonhole it? Can we ask that question? Hang on. Is it in the red box or in the blue box? Let's ask the question. Let's see what she says. So then I'll know where to put it. But is that question helping you to see who you are? Is that question helping you to identify the character? How do I identify the character? Well, what are you believing? You don't have enough. Hmm. And it'll come in all sorts of forms. I'm not pretty enough. I'm not professional enough. I'm not enough. Oh my goodness. I could write books of all the versions of descriptions the mind's come up with. I guess it's this video will just fall short because really there isn't much more to say. So what's the tip for today? Creating tip number four. Feel the inclusion. Feel the inclusion of the other side of the coin when meditating and in imagination. I've put up a beautiful little chart. You can see the different names of the frequencies. I don't remember names. 
and it is quite embarrassing when I just get the feeling of the person I'm I'm talking to. I know exactly who this person is, but the name. What was your name again? <laughs> or ask Marie. What's her name? What's her name? <laughs> I just don't. I just don't. It's just like every name has a feeling to me, and I get that feeling. I do, I do. I seem to just translate everything in in here. Like nothing seems to be operating as often as it used to up here. I just the intuition, the synchronicity. And when I do try and operate from there, I just feel like there's like this it's not flowing as much when I try and rely on that. In the flow, in the flow. And that's exactly what I was perceiving yesterday. I wasn't feeling it in the flow. The clarity is simple, clear, 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 clear. Clarity, clear, simple. Get to the, get to the, the structure of it. Yes, there are so many moving parts. And that's why in imagination, what I've been exploring is utilizing elements and characteristics. So I use what the mind, I use colors and perfumes to intensify an imagery in the imagination, like we do with dreams, that you just take things that have a vibrational feel to it. So that's why people get attached to items like, you know, a photograph, because just holding on to that photograph Oh, makes you feel so good because it reminds you of a day out with grandma or something. And that's why I enjoyed that um, Netflix series, um, Tidying Up with Marie Kondo. She says, you hold an item and you feel for it. Does it bring you joy? And literally what she's saying is just interpret the vibration of it. Interpret the feeling. When you hold something, you're not holding an item. You're literally including in addition to the feeling and to bring up that feeling within you. No words are required. And that's why you end up saying my favorite t-shirt, my favorite jacket, my favorite hat, my favorite, because when you have it, it feels good. So these are elements. These are elements to heighten up. The better you feel, what happens with the better feel? The, the faster you're, you're vibrating. And the faster you're vibrating, the closer are to, to home because who you are is vibrating at an incredibly, incredibly high speed. Instead, when you believe to be a limited character, you're vibrating at a very, very slow speed. And hence, mathematics, very, very high speed minus very, very low speed is an indication of what you're getting. That's how far away from home you are. The emotional indication. Hence, you get this feeling something's missing. And hence, because you've identified money with abundance, you say, hey, I can fix that missing part. Let me get some of this and then I will feel better. Mm -mm. That's why I say there's nothing wrong with you guys. You're just simply misinformed. No one's ever wrong. You're just simply misinformed. We have these conclusions that... If I avoid that scenario, then I'll feel better. But then now you focus on avoiding situations. 
I must avoid that because if I go there, I'm going to feel bad. And that's why I say make peace with whatever it is that you've identified. The mind says you've got to avoid because it is strategizing. If you avoid going there, you won't have to meet so-and-so. And and if you don't meet so-and-so. And so can you hear all that? What is that? Definitions, definitions, definitions. Get to the root of it. What are you trying to avoid? I'm trying to avoid feeling lack. Why? Because you haven't practiced the inclusion of that separation. I don't like feeling lack. What do you want to feel? Abundant. Do you believe you're abundant? Obviously not. So what does it feel like? I don't know. Well, go there. Go there. Sit in meditation and include it. Allow yourself 2, 5, 10, 15 seconds. Just try it out. Oh, that's funny. No one's got a question. Oh, there. It is changing here. That's why I'm so grateful because there's a seeing so clear from listening to you. Yesterday was such a beautiful day of connection and love with everyone I met, and I've projected them all, including you. Thank you, Laurie. Experience the same with memory. Yes, Magna, I think yours was the question of memory. Um, And I hope you can really see that memory is happening now. Everything is happening here. You get a sense of it? It's like that's why when we're thinking, like it's mostly up here. And we've sort of forgotten the perception of here. And so this is where you're vibrating from. And that's why people say, your heart, got to say it from your heart. Got to say it from your heart. Because the, the feeling sort of, pulsates here because the heart is vibrating to that and I started watching that documentary last night the heel I didn't get too far in but the feeling is it's literally saying that all disease comes from a form of stress and strain because you're not allowing the heart to vibrate at the speed it's supposed to and for for the heart to really vibrate at the speed it's supposed to it requires oxygen And we don't know how to breathe. That's why I did the 21 days remembering how to breathe. We don't breathe because when you are so involved in the character, you're breathing with your chest. (laughs) It's like, you know, there's something we've got to do. There's something we've got to achieve. There's something we've got to do. There's always something lacking. So something's always lacking. Something's always feeling lacking. You're not breathing correctly, which means now you're bringing the vibration frequency of your body down. That's how you get to have this experience. But what are you doing? Now you're not breathing correctly because the alveoli don't suck in the carbon dioxide to spit it out. That's all the toxins. You've got 70% of toxins that are polluting your body and no way of getting out. And the only way to get rid of the 70% of those toxins, carbon dioxide, is through your breathing. And it literally sucks that out and it should come out of your breath. But if you're breathing with your chest, that ain't happening. And then the oxygen fulfills like fills your whole body, and so now the heart, and now all the organs are dancing at the same frequency, and they all know what, what to do. End of story, you know how I summarize the, four, the first 40 minutes? Stop believing in the character you are. 
That's disease. You're not getting oxygen. You're stressing the heart. You're stressing. And if the heart's not pumping, no one's getting any blood. No one's getting any nutrients. No one's getting any protein. And you say, no, my diet. Oh, no, it's my diet. It's what I eat. In the meantime, you're breathing with your chest. In the meantime, you're believing you're in a character. Oh, holy. So let's say you do breathe correctly and let's say you do have a perfect diet and let's say you do exercise and let's say you do yoga and let's say you do meditate, but you bring the character with you all the time. Yes, yoga helps. Meditation helps. But know yourself. Know who you are. Know that you're not the character. Know that you're not the belief. And from there, even when you are focused on something that temporarily allows you to feel lack, and you will, you will feel lack, you know the map back. Yes, the map is not the territory, but now you have a map. You can explore. You can ask questions, and then you know where to go to hear the answer. You will be asking questions that you'll know where to find the answer, because now you have. You know from where, from where to look at the character. When you believe to be the limitations, darling, oh, life is just so, such a struggle. Hence, I know I did that for over 35 years. More. Lucky you guys that get to start seeing this at such a young age. Did I do anything wrong? No. I simply go with what I believe is we were simply misinformed. I was watching um, a clip yesterday Marie was showing me what she's learned is that she now needs to do laughing yoga 10 minutes every morning. So that's what we did today after our meditation. We laughed. And But the real belly laugh is you've literally got to allow the belly to expand and really have no wonder we're like if you really know how to laugh that's why children are so energized they've got so much energy we don't find things to laugh about not with the belly like we'll do a ha <laughs> sort of thing you know but the real laugh that's what really pumps in great energy great oxygen into your body because we're not belly and apparently we should be belly laughing at least 10 minutes a day to get that high vibe going. So that's what we started doing today. And what did we watch? We put on YouTube 10 minutes of babies laughing. Oh my God, that was effortless. Try it out. It's called laughter yoga, yoga laughter. And our society doesn't give us much to laugh about, does it? When it's constantly on 24 hours CNN news and all the disasters, there's nothing to laugh about there. <clears throat> and all the dramatic movies and criminal and thriller, there's nothing to laugh about there. And then there's your taxes to pay and no one's laughing about those. Whereas we do. Just is a connection about these words, oh, can't laugh about that. Or... You say the word 
funeral, oh, you can't be laughing there. Or you say word work, no one's laughing there. It's like the synopsis, it's like the connection that you've made. Oh, this means, mm, that means, uh, that means, uh. you know, you just say the word and you sort of assume that's how you're supposed to feel. Whereas Byron Katie, when you asked her about how's her mother, she said, oh, she's fine. She's fine. She's dead with a big grin on her face. And to our dismay, like, what do you mean she's dead? And why are you, why are you laughing? You see, you see, we've trained each other. We've trained each other that the way I feel in lack, you should be feeling it too. And therefore we've created this collective, this collective rule. Like if I say, you know, I'm happy. And then I say the word tax or I say the word death or I say the word funeral afterwards. You're just going to condemn me as something like, oh, you're insensitive. I'm insensitive to who? Who is offended? The character, of course. Are you that? No, darlings, you're not. Oh, Laurie's on fire today. I caught so many lack thoughts yesterday and I said them out loud. Yes, yes, that's why I always say, write them down, folks, write them down, write them down. And saying them out loud is an Excellent, excellent suggestion. I always say them out loud. I didn't think of saying because I always, you know, communicate it to Marie, you know. This is what I thought was lacking. Great, great point to Laurie. Thank you for saying that. I said them out loud. Drove my husband crazy. Yes, yes, I get that feeling. I caught them as the words came out of my mouth. As soon as the sentence came out, it was seen and felt. Oh, Laurie, thank you. A high five for Laurie there, you see? You see? Is it that simple? Yes, darlings. The noticing, the noticing happens now. Now, it can happen in the yoga position. It can happen in, in it. Just keep the highlighting of the noticing. Oh, thank you for saying that, Laurie. When I believe to not existing cloud. So we believe to be a non-existing cloud of concepts. Oh, that's a nice summary, Magda. Well done. Nothing else is important, really. What is important? Know yourself. Who am I? Who am I? And there's no need to say, I am this, because the moment you say, I am this, you're back in character. You know yourself. There's no need to say, you know, you are the noticing. You can recognize people that notice that they notice. What comes forth? When they notice what they notice, they're not locked on to lack. They're, those are the ones that have this beautiful grin on their face, that, that you can feel the love. You can feel the love. They're compassionate. They're giving. Do they constantly remember? Some are aware, but not aware of being aware. Let's remind everyone. Now, Laurie, with this clarity, goes out in her world and interacts with people. And at every opportunity she will find, can she, can she leave here a pointer? Is this person asking the question? Yes, no. And now off she goes and she can 
communicate from her perspective the more and more she notices that she's noticing. You see? This is why we're all teachers and students at the same time. <laughs> laughing yoga. Yes, we will let you know how the laughing yoga goes. All right, adorable ones. As usual, mm, big kiss. I love you all so very much. We're coming to the end of this 21-day series. Tomorrow, do tune in for day number 19. And I do want to explore all the details of how exciting and juicy it is to spend time in imagination. I do want to promote this part of taking time to just soothe yourself in what I call one of the most joyful hours of my day in imagination, to introduce the space of imagination. And the little tricks that I've come to appreciate that assists me on facilitating the ease and flow of imagining, of allowing myself to imagine any sorts of little tricklets in order to emphasize the feeling of inclusion that the character has temporarily allowed me to see some sort of not enoughness. How to explore and appreciate that feeling of inclusion and how imagination brings so much color into our lives. I'd like to dedicate the whole episode to imagination tomorrow. Have a fabulous day, darlings.